Welcome to the Imposter Syndrome Terminator podcast. My name is Ines Padar, and I'm a spiritual mindset and business coach. The goal of this podcast is to help you use the full power of your subconscious mind to ditch imposter syndrome, raise your vibration, unlock the doors to abundance, and grow a low stress and high income business. So let's get started. Welcome back, everyone. I'm so happy to be here with you today. And today's episode is going to be all about growing and scaling your business. Now, of course, it's one of these $1 million questions, right? How do I grow and scale my business? So we're going to go through today the nitty gritty, the back end, the behind the scenes of what it takes to grow and scale your business, what works, what doesn't work, um, and what I recommend you focus on your energy on uh, if you are looking to grow and scale your business. So just for the purpose of this episode, I am going to assume you already have a niche and that you've probably or maybe already gotten, already gotten a few clients in that niche. Maybe you're satisfied with how many clients you have at the moment and you are looking to scaling, you know, doubling, tripling, 10xing your monthly income. Or, you know, you, you don't have quite the stability you're looking for. You have clients here and there or kind of feast and famine situations where you have big months and then kind of like nothing going on, crickets and tumbleweeds, or you're pretty stable at two, three, five k month and you would like to go above. So growing and scaling a business is not difficult as in it. the, sim- the concept behind it is simple, but it doesn't mean it's easy right? So it's not rocket science. We don't have to do, you don't have to reinvent the wheel in order to grow a business fast. You don't need a huge team. Um, you don't need all of these thans, fancy things and shiny objects that some people out there tell you you need. And unless you're kind of in the $100,000 mark a month or above, you actually don't need that much tech and back end in order to support a business that already makes 5, 10, 20, 30, 50k a month. So today we're going to talk about um, kind of how to get leads because it all starts like the basics of growing and scaling is getting leads and converting lo- those leads into clients and then converting more and more leads into clients. That's ultimately how you grow and scale a business. Super, super simple. So we're going to be talking about today how to get leads, how to convert leads into clients. Uh, and once you have a system that is that is in place that seems to be working quite well, or you've proven, you know, to yourself or your concept has proven itself rather that, you know, you have people who are interested, who are buying your program uh, and it was it is working and now you just want to scale that to be able to serve more people. So we're going to be talking about scaling too um, and the different things you can do to scale, more specifically launching and the, the different launching options. And last but not least, we will talk about the the make the the deal breaker or deal maker which is confidence and the mindset aspect because you know this I know this everybody uh in our industry know this knows this is that having the perfect strategy the perfect action plan is great but without the mindset without the confidence without you know some sort of energetic alignment and knowing that we will be successful um it doesn't it's not necessarily enough you you've seen i'm sure plenty people who are doing everything right quote unquote on a technical perspective on a strategic perspective where you know they're posting what they're supposed to be posting the content is good um they're delivering value but when it comes to converting or scaling something is not quite working so let's start with the leads how to get leads So there are millions of ways you can get leads and this is not my zone of genius. I will never really tell you how to do Facebook ads or I'm not like, I don't do leads generation per se, but there are still, you know, some fundamental principle principles of how to you you attract an audience to you is by delivering value and inspiration. It's pretty simple, but very effective. And a very effective exercise that I highly recommend you do so you can pause this this um, podcast, this audio <laughs> after listening to this is basically you can have all of the tactics in the world of like DMing or ads, blah, blah, but we don't want some some lame ass leads, you know, that actually don't want to be there 
or who are just not that into you, that would be a bit of a waste of time. We want leads who can potentially convert into clients. And the way you attract those people to you is with your energy and the vibe that people get when they arrive on one of your platforms or on your profile or website. And a very powerful exercise to know if you're doing it right is look at four or five leaders or people you consider as leaders, either in your industry or in a different industry, it really doesn't matter. Maybe people you've bought from in the past, you invested in their programs or not, it really doesn't matter. And look at what they are doing. So what type of content they are posting, how they are coming across, what they're saying, the energy that they are emanating. Is it confidence? Is it expertise? Is it their videos that you really like? Is it another type of content? So kind of take a journal and write down five people that you really like in your industry or not, like people online that you really like, that you look up to, that you could potentially buy a program from. Because if you like them and you would be ready to, you know, buy one of their programs or invest in one of their whatever they put out there, if you are able to come across as a leader in a similar fashion as they are energetically, not as in copying their content, right? We don't do that shit. So energetically, it also means that you will now have people looking up to you. So the same things that make you look up to them, if you can apply that while you you create content and in the scope of what you're putting out there, then logically and energetically, your audience will also look up to you and people will want to follow you as you are a leader, you're inspiring people, you're delivering great value and helping people go from A to B. So that implies, of course, you know, being clear on your niche, on the problem you're solving, the solution you provide, uh, knowing who uh, your ideal clients are and what they want, what they no longer want, what they have tried and didn't work, what frustrates them, who they want to be and what kind of support they need. And then we need to be consistent, right? Consistency is key. Even when it's not going as planned, the difference between people who grow in scale and the, pe- the difference between them and the people who tend to plateau is that consistency aspect, even when things don't go as planned. It's really easy to be consistent when everyone is liking your content and it's all fun and games. It's not that easy to continue to show up for your people when you know the algorithm is a funky, when you don't get those likes or comments for some reason, um, etc., etc., I had that personal situation in, I think it was between February or March up to May, May, June, even maybe July, where my Facebook group's engagement rate was near zero for some obscure reason. And I had to do a lot of energetic work not to get mad at my Facebook group and I just didn't want to show up in there. But it's not my people's fault. Like, it's not the fault of the people in the Facebook group. If for some reason, you know, the algorithm or the engagement is not what it used to be. It's either like a technical thing of algorithm and pretty likely my energy. And me not showing up because I'm discouraged is just kind of punishing the people who trust me and are in that Facebook group, which they never ask for. So we need to continue to show up even when we have, uh, we don't have that instant gratification, let's put it that way. And show up with different types of content, sales posts, inspiration, learning content, educational content, live videos or stories or anything that really resonates with our clients or future clients, should I say, to build the know, like and trust factor and have a clear call to action at the end of each post, right? So if you're going to spend 20 minutes, 30 minutes, maybe one or two, even three hours planning a video or putting content out there, you're already giving so much value, so it's only normal that at the end of that you have some sort of call to action where you tell people what to do. So that could be asking people what they think about their opinion to engage, where you know, download a freebie, book a call, visit your your page for specific specific programs, send you a DM. But we don't want all of that content and effort to be in vain, so we need a clear call to action that tells them what to do. And this is a very common mistake where when we are a a bit shaky in our confidence or when things have not quite uh, gone as planned or when our messaging in our mind is not that clear, it's probably very clear for everyone except yourself because we have that perfectionism or imposter syndrome. What we tend to do is not have a call to action. We just leave the post out there, which itself is not 
terrible, right? The world is not going to come to an end. But when we lack that clarity or confidence, we tend not to tell people what to do, not to tell them to reach out because we're all like we're not quite convinced by what by what we're putting out there. And when you don't tell people what to do, they will not do anything. It's not because they don't like you. It's not because they don't they are not interested in your program. It's because you're not telling them what to do. And in the sake of perfect transparency, and I hope that this can, you know, make sense for some of you. Um, at the moment, I have a launching business model, which means that programs are open uh, for a, a specific amount of time when I launch them. People can enroll, and then if they did not enroll, they can wait until next time it reopens and join the waitlist in the meantime. Meaning that between launches, I am not actively promoting one of my programs and that's a choice that's how I wanted my business to run so I can have intense phases and chill the f out the rest of the time and I'm going to make a few changes uh, next year just because it it feels aligned to do so but until now that's what I've done and some people um, think that when you hit those 20 30 40 50k months which I'm in um, that people just drop from the sky, that clients, you know, 10 people <laughs> DM you every day knowing how they can buy your program. And that is not true. To some extent, you, you will have people reaching out and asking about your programs or asking if you're doing one-on-one or this or that. But if you're not putting anything out there, people are just not going to inquire. It's pretty simple, right? Unless it's an evergreen program that's always open and you're always talking about it, which is different. So there is this huge misconception of like, oh, when I have a bit more momentum or when I stabilize at five or six or seven or 10K months, everything will be so much easier. Like people will just drop in out of nowhere and join all of my programs and I won't have to do anything about it. That's not true. Unless you're like super aligned, super manifesto, which... I, it's, you know, all I wish for you, but we need to tell people what to do. So while I'm not launching, I'm either, you know, just delivering value, telling people to download the freebie, go listen to podcasts or join the waitlist, or I'm not telling them anything specific, but that's a choice, right? So between launches, I have calmer months. I have reoccurring revenue from payment plans, but I don't have new sales. Um, and when I had my one-on-one, you know, one and a half years ago, I would talk about it like a broken record, like at least, um, have one entire sales post a week. And I would pitch it another, like, like short pitches or call to actions two, three, four times a week. Uh, so people knew that a one-on-one existed, that there was this option available to them. And that's how they enrolled. It wasn't by me, like sitting on my couch, hoping that people would send me a DM and hoping they would visit the website. That's just not how it works. So when it comes to converting leads into clients, I actually got a bit of uh, ahead of myself. That's how you do it. It's not that complicated. Once you, you have nailed the marketing aspect of it, your message is clear, you're consistent with your content, you have um, a broad range of different posts ranging you know, from sales, from inspiration, maybe testimonials or sharing your own story if you don't have testimonials uh, yet, learning content, uh, vulnerable content, engagement content that helps you connect with the people you know in your audience. Once you're doing that and once you're clear and once you know you know whose problems you're solving and how you're going to solve and you like your offer and you're confident in your offer, the way we're going to turn someone from a lead to a client is through those call to actions. Letting them know that an offer is out there, talk about your offer regularly, go live, let's say once or twice a week, uh, sharing, you know, valuable content like three ways you can increase your gut health or, you know, whatever your niche is. And at the end of that live video, let them know, hey, everyone, um, if this content was useful, if you've been here for a while and you really want to heal your gut health um, issues, I have an amazing program called blank. Uh, it will help you A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Send me a message or click the link below to book a call on how I can help you reach your health goals. As simple as that, right? So the conversion from leads into clients, considering or assuming that the messaging is clear, that you're consistent with your content, that you're delivering value, connecting with your audience, what is going to turn them into clients is simply having that clear call to action, getting those conversation goings, uh, uh, conversations going either in your DMs or hopping on discovery calls or sales calls, uh, etc., etc. 
And is it that simple? Yes, it is that simple. Again, we don't need to reinvent the wheel. I've had a $105,000 launch with 2,000 people in my Instagram page and about the same amount, 2,500 in my Facebook group. You don't need Facebook ads. You don't need a huge team. You don't need a massive audience. It's all about making sure the right people are there. And that is kind of you attract the right people through your content. And once they're in there, we want to be converting them. So now that you're doing that, it's pretty likely that you're successfully attracting a few clients or maybe more than a few clients. Like at least, you know, here and there you've had a one-on-one client or clients enroll in one of your programs. So it shows that you're doing something right. Congratulations. Take a few moments to pat yourself on the back. This is often something that we forget, people. So I really want to make this crystal clear. When we live in an ocean of social media posts that say, scaled to 1 million in 6 months, or I just had a 47k launch, or I just enrolled 18 premium clients, blah blah, which is amazing, right? We're not here to be naysayers or jelly. That's amazing. But it biases our mind into thinking that that is the norm, that it's everyone is getting clients everywhere with ease, which is absolutely not the case. So this is not to say it's hard to get clients, blah, blah. No, it's not hard when your mindset is right. It is to say that the samples of like the success stories you see on Instagram, which appear to be very frequent or almost dominant, like everyone out there is acing the game and, you know, being super successful and enrolling a bunch of clients is a very poor representation of what is going on in reality. And there are like many psychological biases we could talk about, but it's not really the scope of this episode, where it kind of creates tunnel vision, like a few posts among the thousands and millions and thousands of millions of posts out there are just not representative of what is going on. So a few fun facts, Um, it takes on average eight months before someone will get their first client online, right? So if you've been at it for four or seven months, you're like, oh my god, it's not working, something is wrong with me. Nothing is wrong with you at all. It's just that we develop this irrealistic standards, non-realistic, irrealistic, I don't know if that word even exists. We develop these standards that are just not realistic in terms of where we should be and how fast it should go and how much money we should have done by now, blah, blah, blah. So if you're already having clients, people paid you for your services, congratulations. You are much further than you think you are and you are doing better than most people out there even though it doesn't always appear to be the case. So the fact that people are paying you for your services means you're doing something right. It means that the messaging is resonating with them, that your energy is aligned, that whatever you're doing, it's working. And now we just want to extend expand, I was going to say extend and expand, expand, (laughs) expand that. And the way you can kind of scale now, knowing that you've had success and people are interested in what you do, is probably, not only, but probably going to be through launching. Launching is a true business accelerator. Now, some people are, don't really like the word launching because there's so much fuzz And sometimes negativity associated with launching when, you know, some people have launched and it hasn't worked or it sounds that that it's a very complicated process that is going to take weeks and months and you're going to be completely depleted afterwards, which it can be if it's done wrong. But launching also gives you many opportunities to create momentum, put your services out there and convert more of your leads into clients. So when it comes to launching... And there's an important distinction here where you can have an evergreen program or not. So an evergreen program is a program that is constantly open for enrollment. So people can just join whenever they want. When I was putting my uh, one-on-one three-month imposter syndrome terminator program out there, it was evergreen, um, meaning that people could enroll anytime. 
to the limit of my capacity. So I could take on three new clients each month. So if I only um, already had three, sorry, well, they couldn't enroll. But apart from that constraint, you didn't have to join a wait list. Like the doors were always open. So that is an evergreen program. And if you do have an evergreen program, you don't necessarily need to launch. Uh, a lot of people make a shit ton of money with evergreen. But it means that we are going to circle back to our point before that you need to have this extremely clear call to action and to be talking about your evergreen program that's there kind of like a broken record making people know that you have one signature program that you know is available to them uh, that this is what they will get out of it sharing wins sharing screenshots of people who are in that program and who are doing well and have a consistent call to action to tell them to join that program book a call visit the the program's page, send you a DM or whatnot. Now, if you don't have a one-on-one -on -one program or um, an evergreen program, excuse me, or if you wish to boost your momentum engagement um, and yeah, and your monthly income altogether, what you can do that works well is launching and there are several ways to launch. The advantage of launching is that you create a lot of momentum and there are quite a few psychological things that happen in our minds, obviously, <laughs> that happen during a launch that makes it more likely for people to enroll. Let's put it that way. So when you host, let's say, a three-day or five-day workshop or challenge, a free challenge, and you do all of the promo, fa promo phase, excuse me, you get people to sign up for that event, uh, get quite a few leads, and then you go live for three or five days host your launching, uh, host your free event, or it can be paid too, that's a different strategy. Uh, people are all there in the same place pursuing a similar goal. So if I have like a, you know, abundance magnet three-day workshop, everyone here wants to increase their abundance, manifest more income and clients, or a more expansive life in general. So there is like an energy to that to those people and to that group that are all coming in the same place at a similar time pursuing a similar goal and as you launch and you open the doors and close the doors to a specific program like people are getting nudge nudged into acting because no nudge no decision sometimes people are like yeah i'll do it next month and then next month come and they say they will do it next month and next month and next month whereas when you're launching you open the doors you close the doors well it's now or in 6 or 12 months, so take a decision now. So that can really, really, really help you create a lot of momentum, a lot of hype, having several people who see that other people are in the same boat, creating a bit of a community and wanting after the three or five day event, they're so happy with the content you delivered that they actually want to go further and become students or clients of one of your programs to kind of, you know, yeah, just get better results over a longer period of time. You can also have a different form of launching that doesn't require as much time and preparation where you launch to your warm audience only. So instead of, let's say, having a three-day event and you promote the the hell out of it absolutely everywhere, you know, you ask people to opt in, you go in other Facebook groups or whatnot, you can have kind of an in-house launch in the sense of, let's just say that next week I'm hosting... Um, a one and a half hour webinar or masterclass on how to let go of money and receiving blocks and fully activate your abundance magnet so you can become a walking cash machine. So let's say that I host such a masterclass and I'm, I'm you know, I'm a bit tired. I'm not in the mood. It's winter. I want to chill. I don't want to do like a huge launch because I can't be bothered. Too much work. So what I will do is and this works for both evergreen or a program that is open that only opens for a few days what i can do is have an kind of like an in-house launch where for one week i let people know that i'm going to host this masterclass. they can sign up here using this specific link and either it's free or it's paid really it it depends on what you want to do uh, you can have a paid masterclass like 17 bucks 27 47 dollars even 97 depending on what is included to a warm audience like a warm audience will be happy um, to invest that small amount for everything that they're going to get from that masterclass cold audience maybe but not as likely and then you you know you do your masterclass deliver out outstanding amounts of value because you are a queen and queen deliver value queens deliver value and at the end of that some people were like oh cool like 
47 bucks really well spent going to continue with their day-to-day activities and super happy and others will be like oh this was actually super useful and i want more Uh, I am actually ready, you know, to be an abundance magnet, to smash my receiving blocks, my money blocks, do some inner healing and energy shifting, and they want more. So, of course, we are going to give them more. We're just not going to let them stand there stranded, like program stranded. So what you can do at the end of that masterclass is talk about one of your programs. And again, if you have an evergreen program that is always open, you can just pitch your evergreen program and say, hey, people, so I have you know, let's say the Abundance Magnet program, Uh, you can join now, join the people who are already in there and to nudge them into acting now, they can have a masterclass discount code or some sort of perk, an extra bonus, maybe some extra support or a one-on-one call or whatnot that is going to nudge them into action. So let's say I host, you know, that masterclass next Wednesday, it goes really well and at the end I say, hey people, so for those of you who want Uh, the 15-week version of the Abundance Magnet to smash money blocks, rewire your subconscious mind and emanate the vibration of abundance. Uh, I have the Abundance Magnet you can join now and all of you who join before Sunday can get in for like, I don't know, 2,000 instead of 2,222 or all of you who will join before Sunday will get an extra one-on-one with me or like this bonus like a launching masterclass or whatnot if they take action right now and you can also have an open and close thing so same thing after the end of the masterclass I can say listen people um, for those of you who joined this masterclass I'm going to reopen the doors to my program a program you know xyz you can enroll here the doors are open for the next seven to ten days and then you know do all of what we're supposed to be doing during open and close card phase, which is an entire discussion in itself. So whether you decide to close and open the doors to a specific program, which has a lot of benefits, it's going to create scarcity, it's going to nudge people into acting instead of just delaying what they will do eventually at some point, but they will be going to do it now instead of it's in six months. And if you don't want to open and close uh, something, which, you know, depending on where you're at on what you're launching is completely legitimate you can also have some sort of perk or fast action fast action bonus or early bird something if within I don't know anything three to seven days of the masterclass they decide to enroll and as we do that consistently consistently excuse me that is how you scale a business. Scaling is all about putting offers out there that provide more income for less of your one-on-one time. Because let's imagine that you only have a one-on-one program, which you know is is amazing. Nothing nothing wrong against uh, nothing wrong with one-on-one programs, depending on your objective. So let's say that you want to be making fifty thousand dollars a month, and your one-on-one program is, I don't know, you know, $5,000 for three months. So to get, and for the sake of simplicity, we're going to assume that those people who who enroll in your one-on-one, three months of support, $5,000, and they get one call a week of one hour. So just to make things extremely simple. It means that to hit that income goal of making $50,000 a month, you need to enroll 10 people a month who pay you $5,000. So on month number one, you're going to be working with 10 people. Uh, They all have one hour a week. So that is a total of 10 hours for one month, which is very reasonable. Then on month number two, you need to enroll an extra 10 people for to make that extra 50,000. But keeping in mind that you still have the people from the last month that you enroll as this is a three month program. So now you have 20 clients in total and you're serving them on average one hour a week. So this is 20 hours a month or about five hours a week, which is still doable. Um, If and only if they don't require more support, email support, whatnot. And then comes month number three. So again, you sell one of your one-on-one programs, uh, 10 of them actually, you make 50 grand, it's all fun and games, and now you have 30 clients in total that you're working with. Now, is that possible? Absolutely. But now you're spending on average seven to eight hours, um, yeah, more like eight hours a week just on one-on-one calls. 
And that is not counting all of the social media, the content creation, the admin, uh, if you're launching or cre like creating other stuff, the time that that requires, and if you have a family and other activities, as well as all of the extra support that these people might require. Uh, for example, you know, email support or Voxer support or WhatsApp or Messenger or whatnot. And yeah, great. You're making, you know, 50k a month, which is brilliant. You are working 30 hours a month just on one-on-one -on -one calls. And that doesn't take into account the time you need to acquire new clients because you always need to acquire new people. It doesn't take into account the fact that they need extra support, content creation, backend, etc., etc. So while that specific example is pretty sustainable because a 5K program for three months is, you know, a good, uh, it's, it's a good investment point um, to create a lot of income and freedom, you are eventually going to reach your limit. What if you want to be a millionaire? Like, what if you want to make 100k a month or 200k a month? You will be working 120 hours a month just on one-on-one -on -one calls, which is not doable. So when it comes to scaling, we want to put a program out there that is going to be extremely high quality, deliver results, but that doesn't require too much of your time. So let's say, same example, you now have a three-month program, a three-month group program um, that is $5,000. And instead of having, you know, one-on-one -on -one time, they get group time, but you decide that they will have like a weekly session that lasts for two hours. Uh, so that's two hours a week, eight hours a month. And let's say you enroll again 10 or 20 people if you launch that program who all pay um, 5000 so that's $100,000 for three months, so on average $33,000 a month, and it's only taking two hours of your specific time a week. And maybe you have like pre-recorded resource or enti an entire course uh, to support them that they can, or resources that are pre-recorded that they can, you know, uh, go to uh, each time they need it. Maybe you have like a group chat where you tune in every day for 20 or 30 minutes where you can help them but that kind of business model is going to be it's going to be so much easier to scale if you can serve many with less of your time and having a very a very high quality service or program that actually helps your client get the results they want we are not going to scale and make a bunch of money just for the sake of making money and be selling a bunch of BS to clients. You are a queen and queens don't do that, okay? We always want to keep our clients' best interest in mind and thinking of what kind of program could provide everything they need and more to maximize their results at the end of the two, three, five, you know, 12 months. Also keeping in mind, because this is when imposter syndrome can slap slap us in the face, that people get what they pay for. So if they want that next level, amazing unicorn, dolphins, rainbow, you know, magic, fairy solution and transformation, well, maybe that requires having your one-on-one -on -one time and that is going to be a higher investment than a group program, which will give them, you know, Less one-on-one -on -one time, less attention, doesn't mean it's not going to give them great results, but there is a difference between a group program and a one-on-one. -on -one. And second note I want to inject here is that for a long time I had the misconception that people prefer one-on-one -on -one because they just get more attention, more results, blah, blah. And this is not necessarily true. It really depends on people and their personality and their needs and where they are at in their business. Some people thrive in groups. They are not interested whatsoever into a one-on-one -on -one program. Some people need to know that they will be held ac accountable. So they have a weekly meeting, you know, with their fellow group members or a weekly or a group chat where they can share, you know, what's going on and have support from an entire community. They like that and actually benefit from that and get a much better transformation from a group than from one-on-one -on -one, and other people just prefer one-on-one. -on -one. So don't place that limitation upon yourself or your business that you have to do one-on-one -on -one in order for people to be happy. That is not true. So moving on, um, I think I wanted to say something more, but it kind of left my mind. Well, hopefully, maybe it will come back later. Let's see. 
Last aspect when it comes to growing and scaling a business. Well, two last things. One thing that I want to advise you to do just on based on personal experience is don't try to control exactly how it's going to happen because you might limit yourself, which I have done. So it's one thing having a clear plan that you implement on a consistent basis. <laughs> Consistency is key. Uh, and a goal you are thriving for. And it's a different thing of letting the universe surprise you in a positive way. So while I was... Um, scaling my business and growing my business. So about one and a half years ago, in between April to July of 2020, I had my one-on-one program, nothing else. It worked well and I was making about between 46,000 a month. And my objective was to be making 10k by the end of the year, so by December. And it seemed like a very distant goal and I was like, how is this even going to happen? But, you know, I kept the vision and I showed up. Even when, you know, no one came to my lives, I still showed up and pretended like many people were watching my lives. I assumed that they would catch the replay, etc., etc. And then I got a massive surprise from the universe. A massive, massive surprise where uh, in July I launched something and it flopped. So it wasn't a flopped, complete flop. But two people bought the offer. It was a $550 offer. So I made a total of 1100 bucks was super grateful for these two people, amazing clients, really um, fulfilling to work with. But I was disappointed. I was expecting to enroll seven people. That was my goal. And that would have been about 3,500 in income, which was pretty much similar to one of my one-on-ones. And it flopped. And I was so depleted and discouraged. And I was like, all of this work for this? (laughs) Like, are you kidding me? universe I did not ask for this and I had this phase for five weeks and I've talked about this many many times but maybe you're new to the podcast where I just I was I just wasn't inspired to do anything I wasn't creative I didn't know what my plan was I didn't know what I was going to put out there like everything was kind of fuzzy and blurry yet I I was consistent with posting anyways I was like okay I'm not going to reinvent the wheel now I don't know what's the next thing I want to launch I don't know if this is going to work so I'm just going to stick with doing my one-on-one that I have been doing so far because it worked so I posted I I stayed pretty consistent with posting with doing stories and and with telling people to join my one-on-one however The fact that I took a step back and allowed myself to chill for five weeks, so apart from the posting, which I continue to do a few times a week, I chilled out, enjoyed summer, saw friends, built a terrace with my sister from scratch, like had fun. I had fun and it's so significant to have fun because we sometimes get lost into worry and anxiety in the process of building our business, but the universe is not looking at your actions, it's looking at your energy and it wants you to be happy and to have fun. So I had fun. And then, five weeks later, a post blew up in a Facebook group. So it was a freebie post. I was like, hey, everyone, I have this amazing hypnosis recording for abundance and smashing imposter syndrome. Who wants it? Like, literally, the the easiest post ever. It blew up. 600 people answered. Uh, so it built my email list. I think, like, about 600 people joined the email list, or 500 and another three or four hundred joined the Facebook group because once they joined the email list, you know, there's a call to action to join the Facebook group. So it was like a boost of momentum in terms of leads, like a lot of people flowed in. And shortly after that, I had my first 10k months, not from those new people, but from the old people. Uh, I mean, old people, people who had already been in my audience. So that is note number two. Just because someone is not buying now doesn't mean they're not going to buy in two, three, four, five months. They're just, you know, silently watching what you're doing. So a bunch of people came out of the woods in August and enrolled in my one-on-one who'd been like, you know, hesitating for a while, etc. And I launched like an intensive, like a 300 buck intensive back then, sold five of those. So I made 10k completely unexpected and following a five-week period of complete zero inspiration and not knowing how I was ever going to make 10k months and enroll more more people in my programs I was really at a point where I was like what do I need to do to make this work because like it's kind of working but not working the way I want so yeah the the universe you know made that post blew up and it gave me so much momentum and shortly after that I launched my first program the visibility queen bootcamp back then and it made 25,000 
And that completely made me quantum leap to a new dimension where I was like, I don't need to to gradually increase my monthly income. Like that was a myth. That was a self-imposed limitation where I kind of, it's a natural thing to do. I was like, yes, first I can stabilize at 5k months and then six and then seven. And maybe in six months I will be making eight or nine. And maybe in one year I will be making 12 or 11 or 15. And when that happened, I basically went from making between 46k for about four months. And then I did 10k in August. And then I did 35k with 25, 30, I can't even remember. I think 35k in September, 16 in October, um, because I didn't have time. Like I, I did not expect so many people to enroll in my programs and my business was not ready for all of these people. So I just reached my limit in terms of the time I had and could not just could not take any more people, which is a nice problem to have. And then it was a lot of headaches, a lot of stress to reorganize the business to make it scalable. Uh, and then from there, it just kept going up. So I kind of skipped the long, tedious, I will make six and then I will make seven. And once I reach that, I will make eight and then I will make 10 and then I will make 11 and a half. It was basically from four, five, six to 10 to 20 to 40 in a very short period of time. And the only rational explanation to how this happens is your energy. And this is why we're going to talk about this now. Uh, technically, it should not have happened like that. If technically you're bringing 100 leads in and 3% are going to convert, that is three new clients a month, blah, blah, blah. And if you bring 110 leads, that's a bit more, blah, blah, blah. And you're going to progressively over time scale. Like that's the logical 3D matter to matter way of doing it. The quantum version of that, the energetic, the quantum leap, the I've got this, even though I don't know all of the answers yet, it's basically the universe that is going to rearrange things around you to make it happen. You don't even have to know how. The universe will make it happen. And this is so significant. So the last aspect I want to talk about, I wanted to make this podcast episode 25 minutes, but this this is obviously not the case. Um, anyhow, so the last aspect is confidence. How can we ever sell something and scale something if we are not confident, right? If, first of all, we're not confident in our offer or we don't have crystal clarity on our offer. This is something so simple yet so significant. Uh, I used to have an offer that was like 30 days uh, when I had my offline business. So not online yet when I was doing therapy face-to-face. And I had this 30-day program which consisted of like a whole... RTT hypnosis session for two and a half hours and two follow-up EFT sessions to address whatever comes up. But deep down, I did not truly believe in that offer because while I acknowledged that it could help some people who had a very specific problem and that didn't have too much baggage to it, usually people come with several problems, right? And it's just like 30 days can help them but it's not going to completely change their life unless they're very close to having that breakthrough. They've already done quite a bit of work and it's kind of like the last thing that they need in order to to break through. But usually people come with like quite a few problems or aspects. And so, for example, they, they come with eczema and they are like, oh, I just have a skin problem. But then you discover through hypnosis that it was, you know, because they never felt good enough or because their parents neglected them or their mom was a narcissist or their parents were really loving but never there. So they developed a skin condition condition to get more attention. Like the mind is really powerful. So there is so much more than just a skin condition to the story. And they don't necessarily realize that. They think it's just a skin condition, but they don't quite see the submerged part of the iceberg. And I knew, I knew that. So when I had that 30-day offer... I knew that for many people, it wasn't enough. So I had this cognitive dissonance, cognitive dissonance, this discrepancy, this kind of off feeling about telling people, hey, I have this amazing 30-day program, it's going to be life-changing, it's going to solve your problem, which might be the case, but in many cases, it would not have been enough. And in that specific situation, I didn't feel good about it. 
not saying that you should not feel good about it. Like I know people have single sessions and they're very happy to do that. And usually people come back for more. So it really depends on how we feel. But if we don't have 100% confidence in our offer and that what we offer or our service or our program or one-on-one or whatever we're doing is not amazing, it's going to be so much more difficult to sell and scale. Scaling is selling, right? It's a pretty simple concept, but it's true. Scaling is just selling more of your thing to more people. So we need to be very confident in our offer that when we talk about our offer to people, we're like, this is just the best thing ever, right? If it's the right person, of course, if it's our ideal client. Then confidence in our messaging. So we can have a great offer, but each time we go on social media, we feel that our messaging is crap. And it might not be the case. Maybe our messaging is just fine, but because we feel it's not, we're going to emanate that energy and people will pick it up. Like at a quantum level, we are all connected to all things and all people. And even if, you know, even with your body language, if you don't show it, if you're really good at, you know, controlling your body language, people will just kind of feel it. There is going to be something that is misaligned if we don't really like our messaging or how we are putting ourselves or our offer out there. So we need confidence in our messaging and what we are saying and how we are saying it. Same goes with our content. We need to feel that our content is good because if we feel, oh my God, I have this amazing program, I have this this like amazing client in mind, but my content sucks. Even if your content doesn't suck, if you think it sucks, that's what the universe is going to reflect back to you. If you have the belief, oh my god, my content is not good enough, people don't understand the value, or my content is not good enough to convert audience members into clients, even if technically it's not true, just the belief is going to become a self-fulfilling prophecy. To give you a quick example of this, I had a few clients who, their words, not mine, were not the greatest copywriters. Their content was just not the greatest. But they thought it was fine and they were really happy with what they were posting on social media. Like they did not feel the need of improving their content because they were happy with it and they got clients, right? Even though the quality of their content, if you compare it to, you know, other pieces of content or like how to optimize optimize it from a copywriting perspective, it didn't matter because their belief was my content is good, like people get it, Uh, the information I put out there is clear and voila, as we will say in French, voila. (laughs) So they attracted clients because whatever you believe to be true is going to be true in your reality. And the counter example of that is some people have outstanding content. I've had a few clients who have outstanding content, massive engagement, engagement rates, quite a few followers, many people commenting and liking and sharing, and they don't have clients. Because either they think that it's never good enough or for other reasons. So the confidence we have in our content and the confidence we have that it's good enough is very, very significant. Now, confidence in our CTA, call to action, of when we pitch, if we we feel cringy and awkward and, oh my God, I'm selling, this is so sleazy, like I'm, I'm getting the icky vibes, this is not going to work either. When we talk about our offer, and let people know that there is this opportunity for them to improve their life, we need to believe it and we need to convey that confidence when talking about our offer. Same goes with our confidence in closing calls. So either discovery calls or sales calls or whatever you want to call them. Um, That's something I struggled with a long time where I knew my program was great, I was really confident about it, but then I got on a sales call and it was... I didn't really know how to lead it. It often turned into a free therapy or coaching call. I didn't really know how to emanate that confidence and authority whilst still being really relatable and connect with them at a more personal level that at the end of the call, I was like, hey, you know, let's do this. And once I figured it out, I have that in one of my programs, the seven-step bulletproof method on how to close any sales calls. Once I knew the process of, you know, how to lead a sales call or a discovery call and it made sense to me, I gained so much confidence and then closing calls or closing, you know, enrolling people... um, enrolling people on the phone was a walk in the park. Then confidence about your ability and competence competences as a service provider. 
So that goes hand in hand with smashing imposter syndrome, smashing the doubt that creeps in, like the who am I's or I've just I've just started in this, or you know maybe like me, you got your academic, uh, like I, you got your academic your, or maybe just like me, you are educated or sort of like you have a bachelor's degree or master's degree or any kind of academic certification um, or credentials in a specific area and then you're like screw this I'm going to do something completely different now and that can trigger a lot of imposter syndrome like hey I have a master's in accounting and finance who am I to be talking about the subconscious mind that is a very frequent thing so if we don't have confidence in ourselves as a service provider in our ability to facilitate a transformation and to help our clients it doesn't mean saving our clients it doesn't mean fixing our clients, but it means our confidence in teaming up with our clients to help them get more of what they want. You can have the best funnel. You can have a Facebook group with 10,000 people ready to buy with the best offer, the most beautiful website, branded photos, anything you want. If you don't have confidence in yourself or you don't feel worthy of having people paying you or you doubt your knowledge and ability to help them, is going to be more difficult, well, pretty damn difficult to get clients and to scale your business. Or maybe you'll get, you know, a few one-on-one clients, but then imposter syndrome shows up and says, well, yeah, bro or dude, it was easy to help your clients while you did one-on-one, but with a program, they don't get your personalized attention and it's going to be a disaster and no one is going to get any results and they're all going to ask for a refund and they're going to talk trash about you on social media and it's going to be the end of the business like for real imposter syndrome can be nasty so if we have thoughts and feelings i invite you to become aware of those that can considerably uh, create like hurdles or energetic Uh, walls in clients enrolling and our ability to scale the business and last but not least so so important um, the difference between people who successfully grow and scale their business and the people who don't is not fancy funnel it's not ads it's not the size of your audience blah 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 it's the confidence and knowing that you're going to be successful even if you don't know how even if you don't know when, and even if right now you're not really where you want to be. So trusting in an outcome or trusting in you getting something that you can't see yet or keep going when no results are showing up, right? And a very easy tip, like quick tip on that is let's say you've tried to do something, to launch a program or whatnot for like six months and it's just not working the way you want. Well, maybe it wasn't working because subconsciously there was stuff holding you back. It was never your failure. It was never you who couldn't do it. It was that other stuff was interfering and stopping you from fully unleashing your potential. It's never about you. It's about old energetic disruptions, limiting beliefs, inherited trauma or patterns that need to be shifted or healed or let go of and once you shift your thoughts and your energy for example by listening to a recording every single day or doing some EFT or journaling one you once you change your thoughts it is literally impossible to create a future that is the same as your past you can't change your thoughts and your energy and get the same result so yeah last but not least the confidence that whatever is happening right now you will be successful even if you don't know when or how, but trusting that it's going to happen and that you will not stop until it happens and that you're you know, willing to shift some things or to try different things when something you've tried in the past is no longer working or isn't you know, floating your boat. And that also means that when our engagement rate is horrible for whatever reason, we keep going, we keep posting, we pretend that people, or, and it's not even pretending, we assume that people are seeing the content. We let go of the limiting belief that everyone has to like our stuff in order to become a client. We trust that this is a temporary situation that is going to resolve itself or that maybe there is a lesson that we need to be learning. We trust that the universe always has our back and as long as we believe in our vision and in ourselves and we have the confidence to keep going, that it's all going to be okay. And some people can say, well, Ines, 
easier said than done, you've been growing super fast, which is true. But if you think it's a walk in the park every day, please, (laughs) you're wrong, it's not. And right now, you know, I had like a plateau with launching that made me so mad. And I tried to figure out what was going on and I have gotten to the bottom of it and shifting it, but I'm just... I'll, I'll talk about it more once I'm on the other side. I'm just telling you that I'm going through it now so I can break that myth that everything is always easy for me, which is not true. And I know exactly what I need to do, but it's not. It's just a matter of am I willing to do it now? Am I willing to step into the unknown and experience a lot of discomfort that will bring me a breakthrough or am I more willing right now to stay into an old paradigm? And that's the case with all of us. But what keeps me going is like, okay, the launch, few launches has, haven't been going as planned. I still haven't launched, I still haven't reached my ultimate launching objective of how many people I want to enroll. And I can have a huge pity party and say, my life is over. I just got lucky. My business grew fast, but it's all coming into an end. All good things come to an end. I just don't believe in that sentence at all. Or something's wrong with me, or it used to work, but it doesn't work anymore, blah, 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 blah. I can choose to think that, or I can just say, I know that I'm going to have a seven-figure business, working three or four hours a day, and working with the most amazing people in the world. I know that. So it doesn't matter if it's not working the way I want right now. There is a very specific reason that the universe, like a kind parent, is teaching me this lesson right now, and I will understand it better once... It's in hindsight, you know, once I can look back, it's always easier to understand than while you're in it. But ultimately, my belief is that it's going to work out. I'm going to have my seven, maybe even eight figure business if that's what I want. Um, Living the life I want to live, you know, buying property, traveling around, uh, working with the most amazing people ever, like all of my clients so far. And if I'm going through like a temporary phase where it's not quite going the way I want, well, so be it, you know? Do sh- Would I rather have all things working the way I want? Of course, <laughs> obviously. But I see it as kind of like an inner... Um, it's a period that is shifting a lot of things internally that will allow me to manifest what I want externally very, very soon. That's how I see it. And once you have that confidence, it's so much easier to keep momentum and not to get kind of slapped to the ground when something doesn't go as planned. Because you can say, okay, didn't go as planned, I'm frustrated, I'm sad. Allow yourself to process those emotion, emotions, knowing that this is just temporary and that ultimately you will get what you want. So developing that confidence part is probably the most important thing. If anything of what we've talked today would be the confidence because you you can have like no funnel, no website, no this, no that, but full confidence and taking action consistently and the, you would still succeed. The universe will arrange things, send the right people, the right opportunities your way for it to work if you do have that confidence. So this was it for today. 20 minute episode turned into one hour, but <laughs> that's the way it is. Um, I'm still thinking about the last details, uh, but I will come back to all of you ASAP, but I will be launching a November exclusive offer that ranges between basically the, the programs I have now. So the programs I'm selling now are between two and 10 K. So two programs are between two and 3000 and one program. My mastermind is 10,000 for six months. I'm going to come up with something in between closer to the 2k than the 10 that I'm very excited about that is going to be about growing and scaling because there is a need now a lot of you have been uh, asking for more information about growing and scaling and building that confidence basically smashing imposter syndrome feel great about the messaging feel great about my programs or how to build a program I truly believe in and then growing and scaling the business and stabilizing to you know consistent five six seven ten k months or more because the principle that will allow you to scale to 10k months are the same that will allow you to scale to um 50 with a few details that change of course but basically the principle is very very similar so we'll come back to you asap with this um if you're interested if you already know you want to secure your spot it's going to be very limited spots please send me a message there is a link to my instagram in the description 
of this podcast in the show notes. So send me a message, reach out to ask for more information to secure your spot. And I hope this was helpful and I'll see you in the next episode. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to today's podcast. Now, if you want to experience the full power of your subconscious mind to manifest more abundance and more clients towards you while you sleep, I've got a gift for you. The Abundance Hypnosis Recording. It will help you let go of imposter syndrome and money blocks directly at the subconscious level and rewire your mind to energetically attract and manifest more abundance and clients. This recording has already helped thousands of women let go of deep-seated limiting beliefs and negative blueprints they didn't even know they had. And all you have to do is go to inespadar.ch slash abundance recording in one word. And of course, all of this is in the show notes. So see you next time on the Imposter Syndrome Terminator podcast.